Pastor Chooks, along with his wife, Pastor Toyin, are the lead pastors of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg, South Africa. Through them, God is raising an army of ordinary men and women who are transforming and uplifting the standard of life in their communities through understanding and applying biblical principles. Pastor Chooks and Pastor Toyin frequently host workshops, seminars and conferences for transformation and uplifting of the complete man, complete woman and wholesome families. Some of the events and programs include the Dream Achievers Seminars and Conferences, Kingdom Financiers Conferences, Marriage Enrichment Courses and Seminars, For Wives Only Seminars, Single Ladies Boot Camps, Limitless Men's Seminars. They are also the founders of the Power of Women Academy, a group mentorship for high-impact women. They also host the annual Power of Women Conferences and Events. For more information, please visit www.idelight.co.za and www.reslife.org.za or WhatsApp plus 27814210835. Welcome to another Thursday evening and it is the amazing power of women broadcast. We are indeed happy to be broadcasting again this Thursday evening. I am Pastor Toyin Ugoi here, and with me is Pastor Chooks Obina Ugoi here, the author of this book, The Amazing Power of Women, which um, informs this broadcast, actually. From this book has come forth a lot of things, the Power of Women Academy, Single Ladies Bootcamp, and all the other things we do for wives, and so many other programs have come out of this book. Power Woman Conference. Power Woman Conference, and this broadcast. We have a radio broadcast also called the amazing power of women and so we have also on youtube the amazing power of women broadcast every thursday at 7 p.m south african time gmt plus two and so it's another beautiful thursday evening and we're coming right at you with another episode of the amazing power of women and we're continuing on our series um becoming a whole woman becoming a whole woman and mm -hmm. the subtitle is managing, managing her emotions part two part two mm -hmm. part one was really really great i learned a lot i'm i'm practicing i'm working on practicing on the things that we learned and one of the things that really blessed me was um when he talked about how how it is important for a woman to be able to pause um, and, and, and that was the story that was the case with uh, mary when she was told she was going to bear um, um the, uh, i mean she was going to be with seed with um with jesus she had to just pause and think about what was being said she didn't fall into fear but rather she was able to control her emotions and be able to understand what was happening at that point in time and be able to key into what god had and she said be it unto me according, according to your will so it's important for us as women we are emotional beings we are and it's important for us to learn to harness and to be able to manage our emotions mm -hmm. like we mentioned last um, the last time the part one it's one of the keys to being successful as a woman, being mm -hmm. able to manage our emotions. And so Pastor Chicks is going to be talking about it further today. I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Um, I think that's it. Um, I'm raring to go. <laughs> yes. Powerful word coming through tonight. Amen. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay, so we will be right back after this message from us. Thank you. There is an old age saying, happy wife, happy life, that most of us have heard at least once that suggests that in order for the home to be balanced and stable or the marriage to thrive, the wife has to be happy. The question to ask is, what does it mean to be a happy wife? Does it seem rare to hear about a happy wife, a woman content and satisfied in her marriage? 
Are there any secrets to know how to make your household happy? The For Wives Only seminars, facilitated by Pastor Chooks and Toyin Ogoye, are seminars that seek to teach wives the secrets and weapons to use to achieve a happy and fulfilling marriage, whether you are newly married or have been married for a while. These seminars are always insightful and beneficial to all wives. The format of these seminars are two powerful teaching sessions by Pastor Chooks Ogoye which have intermittent breaks, then a question and answer segment, which wives get to have their questions answered, then of course, prayers for marriages. There are opportunities to schedule for marriage counseling with the pastors. The sessions are highly interactive as wives get to hear and learn from each other's journeys. Who is the seminar for? The seminar is for all married women as well as engaged soon to be married ladies. Women who have a great and wonderful marriage, who are desirous of making it even better, are encouraged to attend. Women who are enduring their marriage and wanting out are highly encouraged to attend, to find answers and tools to help them turn things around in their homes. Even single women who want to start preparing for life in marriage are most welcome to attend as well. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, it's, it's awesome to be back sharing on the series. Uh, we, we have been on the series for a couple of weeks now, Becoming a Whole Woman, Becoming a Whole Woman. Um, last week we took a break and did the Ask Your Gynae session. Um, tonight we continue with that series. And I want to share um, a continuation or a part two of the message managing her emotions, her managing her emotions. We, we started uh, by saying that a uh, woman is an emotional being. She is more emotional than she is logical. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. It's just the way God created women to be emotional. Uh, but being emotional can become a problem if you don't know how to manage the emotions. Uh, we, we identify that uh, a lot of successful women in the world are successful because they mastered their emotions and they know how to manage their emotions. Um, we, we saw examples at the first part of this teaching in the Bible where our, the first mother, <laughs> uh, the first woman on the planet, she got in trouble because she couldn't manage her emotions. The enemy tricked her and overhyped and over stimulated her emotions to the point where her emotions pulled her away uh, into disobedience to God. So, so she ended up disobeying God uh, when her emotions were overstimulated. And then we saw another woman who, under you know, similar circumstances of being overwhelmed emotionally, was able to gain control of her emotions, thereby uh, coming into a place of faith when she was able to uh, you know, control her emotions, manage it properly. She was able to come into a place of faith, to come into agreement with God, uh, for God Almighty to find a human vessel to come through and be birthed on the earth as a man. So Almighty God, the infinite God, took on human form and took on the form of a man. God became a man because a woman managed her emotions. <laughs> managed her emotions well. 
Uh, and so this, this, what we're sharing is so important. When a woman learns to manage her emotions well, she yields herself as an instrument to birth the purposes of God in the earth. Let me say that again. When a woman learns to manage her emotions and manage them well, she yields herself to become a vessel, to become an instrument through which the purposes of God is birthed in the earth. When a woman hmm, doesn't know how to manage her emotions and she allows her emotions uh, to go crazy, she yields herself to become an instrument through which Satan births his purposes in the earth. So the emotions of woman is critically important. When it is well managed, the purposes of God are birthed. When it is not managed, the enemy hijacks it and the enemy births his own purposes. So the fall of man came as a result of mismanaged emotions. The fall of man came as a result of mismanaged emotions. The, 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 the birthing of, of man, the, the, the coming of God in the form of a man was made possible because a woman managed her emotions. Eve missed it. Satan's agenda was birthed. Mary got it. And God's agenda was birthed. So it's important. Today, there is Satan wanting to birth his purposes. There is God wanting to birth his purposes. I don't know how many women there are on the planet. But every one of these women, there is the enemy wanting to birth, to use your spiritual womb to birth the the, either the purposes of God or the purposes of the enemy on the earth. <laughs> How you manage your emotions will determine who, who takes on your womb, the womb of your spirit. Either God or the enemy. So when your emotions are not well managed, the enemy will hijack it. So what it means is this, that the skill of managing your emotions will either make you a vessel in the hand of God or a vessel that the enemy exploits to build his agenda and his purposes. The enemy is always uh, take, you know, looking around <laughs> to, to hijack the emotions of women. Isn't it interesting that the first conversation that we see in the garden between the devil coming through the serpent and man was not, it was not uh, the devil and Adam. It was the devil and Eve. Why? Because of her emotions. Because of her emotions. So the enemy knows that, that her emotions are really important. Uh, if we are going to birth the purposes of God, she needs to gain control of her emotions, yield those emotions. God will come through you know, those emotions. If the enemy is going to have his way in her life and use her to birth the, 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 the evil and sinister agenda of hell into the earth, it has to be through the emotions of the woman. So every woman needs to pay attention to these teachings that I'm given. If, you, if God is going to use you, it's because you learned how to manage your emotions. If the enemy is going to hijack you and birth his agenda to destroy your life and destroy the lives of people around you, it's because the enemy hijacked your emotions. So it's important. So today I'm doing part two, managing her emotions. All right. There's a statement um, that I want to start with tonight. Now, this statement is not in the Bible, uh, but it's been used so much uh, over, over centuries that it looks like it's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. And the statement is something like, hell has no fury like a woman scorned. Hell has no fury like a woman scorned. Uh, that statement is not from the Bible. Some people think it's from the Bible. It's not from the Bible. 
Hair has no fury like a woman scorned. What does that mean? When a woman is rejected, when a woman <laughs> is rejected, there, the emotions that are stirred, there is, there is no space in hell <laughs> that can contain that, that kind of fury. You know, what he's suggesting is, uh, and, or affirming, is the power of the emotions of a woman. When a, a, the emotions of a woman is rubbed of the wrong way, ah, hell has no fury that, that matches it. So, so uh, what, what, what is this saying? Every woman needs to learn how to manage her emotions so that she doesn't, you know, <laughs> cause an inferno. She doesn't bring a, 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 a scorching blaze that burns down things and burns down lives and burns down institutions and burns down marriages. And, no, you got to learn how to manage your emotions. So, how does a woman manage her emotions that um, even when she is stirred up negatively or when she is irritated or when you know she's being pushed to the wall or when she is being agitated how do you manage your emotions under provocation or uh, under ag agitation how do you whether it's the enemy trying to stir up your emotions or circumstances trying to stir up your emotions you know how do you manage it all right so i want to share with you 10 points 10 wisdom points i'm hoping that uh, I can cover them very well within the time frame that I have. All right. So um, I need to be uh, um, reminded of my timing so that I, I don't overshoot my time. All right. So my technical people, please help me uh, keep a track of my timing. Okay. All right. The first thing is when, when you are being agitated or when you are being, you know, um, 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 provoked in your emotions, what, what do you do? The first thing is focus on God. Start with God. Pray. Start with God. Pray. Um, don't always have to react to things in the flesh. Get a hold of yourself and pray. This is the reason why every woman needs to learn how to practice the presence of God. You know, learn how to practice the presence of God so that it's not so difficult for you to switch into prayer, to lock in. You know, if you have made a habit of walking in the spirit, when you are being pushed to get irritated and agitated, it's not difficult to slip back into the spirit instead of slipping into the flesh. Hallelujah. So, so, so the, the, the benefit of walking in the spirit, every woman must learn how to walk in the spirit all, all, all of the time. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. You see, so there is always the tendency to slip into the flesh. It's because it's only when you are in the flesh that the enemy hijacks you and the enemy gets you to birth his purposes and agree with his agenda and evil is butted, sin is butted. Only when you are in the flesh. When you are in the spirit, no, you have control. When you are in the spirit, the spirit of God works through you and the agenda of God, you know, manifests. So, the first thing is learning how to work in the spirit and staying in the spirit. You got to develop your capacity to work in the spirit and stay in the spirit at all times. So that there are no, no slip-ups where the enemy just, you know, gets in there and hijacks things. So, when you are being provoked... Pray. Resort to prayer. 
you know, refocus on God, resort to prayer. Let's look, look at this. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. Look at this. He said, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. A threefold cord is not easily broken. A threefold cord is not easily broken. The, the, when there are, you know, um, there is an issue between you and your husband, you and a colleague, you and a child, you know, so it's you and another human being. That's two. But there is a third leg. <laughs> when that third leg is on, that third leg is God. The Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. So it's you, your husband, then God. It's you, your son, then God. It's you, a colleague, then God. It's you, uh, a sibling, then God. Can you get what I'm saying? There has to be that third leg, God. So when you are being pushed to lose stability, the third leg, the Bible says, it's not easily broken. When, there is, when the third leg is there, you're not easily destabilized. You're not easily upset. You're not easily, you know, confused because there's a third leg. He said, one may be overpowered by another. Two can withstand him. But a threefold cord, ah, that's where the stability is. So you alone is not enough. You and someone else. Mm -mm. You and someone else plus God. So having that third leg, this is why I say you got to learn how to walk in the spirit. You got to learn how to rely on that leg. You got to learn how to pull that leg out when you need it. Whenever the enemy is pushing your button, pull that third leg. You are not easily broken. He can't break you when the third leg is on. Ah, when, when they are pushing your buttons, you pull the third leg on. You're not easily distracted. You're not easily you know, upset. You're not easily uh, 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 agitated because the third leg is on. So, always, you know, resort to God. Go back to God. Start with God. When provocation is coming, resort to the Spirit. Number two, there's a tendency that I always ob observed. You know, women want to, um, when they are agitated, they want to bring in anybody who has an ear to hear what they are saying. So, number two, be careful and avoid sharing your business with everyone who cares to listen. Some things you just need to deal with within you, between you and God. Don't begin to share with anybody who has an ear to listen. You begin to, you know, open your mouth and talk. And I know sometimes people do that to find comfort, to find support, to, you know, get someone to agree with them so that they can, you know, have a position to fight from. Mm -mm, that's a wrong approach. It's not everybody that should be in your business. It's not everybody. You know, you, yes, somebody's irritating you. Yes, your husband is irritating you. But you don't have to involve the children. You don't have to involve your mother, your mother or your father or your siblings because of an argument at home. No, no. You don't have to involve other colleagues. Stop, you know, spreading your business everywhere because you are trying to seek the support of people. You are trying to end the sympathy of people. No. Don't do that. Let me tell you why. Because when you are emotional, you're not thinking properly. And getting everybody into your business, you know, <laughs> is, is exposing your business too much. 
People are going to give you advice that is not helpful. People are going to side the, the battle, pour petrol in the fire, and make it even wilder. So, uh, and then they make the thing worse. So, be careful. Avoid sharing your business with everybody when you are irritated or when you are agitated, when you are provoked, you know. Don't start looking for someone to... Sometimes women raise their voice just to get the attention of passers-by or get the attention of people around to join in them and pity them or sympathize with them and be part of their fight. No, don't do that. Don't do that. All right, so that's number two. Number three, I, I, need, to, I need to run. I, I have, you know, ten points to share with you, so I, I, I need to go. All right. Number three is watch out for triggers... And cut them off. If there is anything that, you know, agitates you or provokes you or stirs you up, you know, try and cut those stimulants off. In other words, if social media stirs up fear in you, then don't go to social media. If going through his phone is going to make you find things that is going to make you angry and going to make you lose control, don't go through his phone. You know, wherever triggers, if you're, if you, if, if dropping into that conversation is going to, you know, create anxiety and create agitation and create, don't do that. Cut off triggers that put you in a bad emotional state. Mm. Cut off triggers, you know, silence them. You know that going to be, be part of that conversation is not going to produce anything good. It's going to get you angry. It's going to get you to lose control. Don't do that. Don't go there. Watch your triggers. If a certain convocation, uh, conversation provokes you and makes you very angry where you are losing control, then don't get involved in that conversation. When, you know, uh, watch your triggers. You should know what your triggers are. You know, or listening to this thing, you know, makes you afraid or makes you angry or makes you jealous or makes you lustful, then don't watch those triggers and cut them off. Yeah, you know that, you know, you know, going there is going to provoke lust in you. Don't go there. Don't watch that thing. Watch your triggers. You know, fight, be careful how you allow triggers. You, you know, talking about triggers. If Eve understood that starting a conversation with a serpent... The devil speaking to that serpent was going to create all these problems. She shouldn't have started that conversation. She should have just ignored that enemy when the enemy wanted to start the conversation. That, that conversation was a trigger. It triggered off her emotions. And before you knew what was happening, her emotions were stirred up beyond what she could control to the point where she disobeyed God because her emotions were stirred. So if that trigger was cut off from the beginning... And not start that conversation. You know, there are conversations that are going on in your head. And you know that every time this thought starts in your head, it's, it's going a way that you're not, you don't want to be. It's triggering emotions you don't want to be triggered. Stop it. Control. Don't allow that conversation to go in your head. Don't allow that thought in your mind. is a trigger. The enemy wants those triggers because when the triggers are on, then he has you where he wants you. Then he has you where he wants you. So cut off the triggers. Watch yourself. You know, see yourself when you are getting angry. You know, catch yourself getting angry and stop. 
Because sometimes responding to that, you know, um, um, uh, provocation, you, the more you talk, the more you get angry. The more you talk, the more... Then stop talking. Switch off. Cut it off. Talking is a trigger. Talk, cut it off. So that you can be under... You can manage your emotions and bring your emotions under control. All right. Number four. Do not fixate on wrong feelings. Don't stay in the wrong place. Okay? You know, wrong feelings like feelings of anger, feelings of fear, feelings of bitterness. Don't stay there. Don't fixate on it. Let, let me read some scriptures for you. E e Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 31. No, sorry, not Ecclesiastes. Ephesians. Uh, please put it up for me. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Not Ecclesiastes. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Look at what the Bible says. It says, Let all bitterness, rot, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. These are all triggers. These are all emotions. Let, let all bitterness, all, not some, all rot, all anger, all clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So don't fixate on the wrong feelings. Don't fixate on the anger and stay angry. No, he said forgive. He says forgive. Don't stay with bitterness and stay there. He said forgive. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9. Now this is one of those very powerful scriptures. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. If there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, watch what you are meditating on. Look at the list. Things that are just. Things that are pure. Things that are of good report. Things that have virtue in them. Things that have praise in them. Meditate on these things. In other words, don't fixate on anything that is not in this list. Hallelujah. Look, look at uh, Psalm 38, verse 17. Psalm 38, verse 17. Psalm 38, verse 17. Alright, look, look, my Bible reads. Uh, hold on, I'm getting it. Psalm 38, verse 17. Yeah, it says, For I am ready to fall. And my sorrow is continually before me. I am ready to fall. And my sorrow is continually before me. When sorrow is in front of you, you are ready to fall. When in negative emotions have a way of trying to linger in your heart, when they do, you are ready to fall. Understand that. It's like someone standing on the, on the, on the uh, um, edge of a cliff. You are ready to fall. When... when 
Sorrow is continually in front of you. You're ready to fall. Don't put yourself in the, on the edge of the cliff. Of the cliff. Don't put yourself where you're ready to fall. Because any slight thing will push you off and you'll fall. So, so don't, don't stay in sorrow. Don't stay in negative emotions. Don't, don't fixate on wrong feelings. If you stay there, you're going to fall off. That's what the Bible says. Yeah? If you stay there, you're going to fall off. Psalm 55, verse 5. So learn not to stay on the edge. Manage your emotions. Learn not to stay on the edge. Look at this. Psalm 55, verse 5. It says, Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and, and horror has overwhelmed me. Can you see? Negative emotions have a way of overwhelming. Negative emotions have a way of, you know, trying to capture you and take you captive. Don't allow it. Negative emotions are very powerful. Look, it says, Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. Don't, don't allow horror to overwhelm you. All right. Number five. Number five. Do not return evil for evil. Ah. Do not return evil for evil. There are many times where, you know, because you're angry, you, 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 <laughs> you, you do the wrong thing. See, two wrongs never make a right. Two wrongs never make a right. Because they wronged you doesn't mean you must do something wrong. I, I want to show you scriptures. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter number 12, verse 21. Romans 12, 21. The Bible says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So when the enemy, you know, is trying to push you to return evil for evil, no, say no. Reject it and resist it. No. Hallelujah. Two wrongs never make a right. So don't return evil for evil. Psalm 34 verse 14. Psalm 34 verse 14. Please put it up for me. Psalm 34 Verse 14. Psalm 34, verse 14. Psalm 34, verse 14. The Bible says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace. Not seek a fight. Stop trying to pick up a fight. Seek peace. Pursue peace. That's how you manage your emotions. Pursue peace. Seek peace. Be on the lookout for peace. Seek peace. Don't, 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 don't let evil overwhelm you. Don't let evil capture you. Yeah? The Bible says there, uh, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So never return evil for evil. Yeah. When the enemy, your flesh is wanting to retaliate. No, say no. Say no. Be a person of the word. And, and control your emotions. Alright. Number six. Seek proper reconciliation. Seek proper reconciliation. If some issue has, you know, uh, occurred, try and resolve with the person. Seek proper reconciliation. Do not sweep things under the carpet. Do not sweep things under the carpet. 
try and you know, resolve issues, reconcile issues. Don't sweep things under the carpet. And, 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 and I will mention here, choose your timing properly. There's a time to raise the issue, to resolve it, and there's a time not to. You know, so be careful that your timing is right. You know, it, 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 let, me, let me give an example. Your husband is hungry. He just came back from work. He's tired. That's not when to raise an issue to try and reconcile stuff. Give the man food. Let the man rest. Let the man sleep. And then, you know, and when he's, you know, calmer, then we can talk about this stuff. There's, there's a, t a right time and a wrong time. Timing is everything. You can raise a matter now and it can be handled nicely. Emotions are not going to be thrown out. You know, things are not going to go out of hand because you chose the right time. And you can raise something at another time and you, you create a, an, a nuclear bomb. You create a nuclear explosion. So, you know, be careful about your timing. Is this the right time to raise this issue? Is there, can, we, can we get to peace if we raise this issue now? You should have wisdom to know that this is not the right time. Because you're, you should be interested in reconciliation, not in fighting. There are some people who just love to fight. You just love to fight. You are so quarrelsome. The Bible says a servant of God must not be quarrelsome. You can't be so quarrelsome that you're always... No, you can't be so quarrelsome. So, so seek peace and pursue it as we have read. All right, number seven, pray, pray, pray some more. Maybe you're trying to seek reconciliation, and reconciliation is not happening. Instead, uh, you know, uh, 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 tempers are rising, things are trying to get out of control. This is where you stop, retreat, and pray some more. First Peter chapter five. First Peter chapter number five. Verse 7. First Peter 5, 7. He said, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Right. So, the enemy wants you to, um, um, you know, uh, get agitated. But pray. Pray some more. You know, lock in in prayer and let the Spirit of God help you. Let me, let me, let me, quickly do number eight let me quickly do number eight all right number eight reject and avoid revenge and malice reject and avoid the tendency to go into malice or to go into revenge romans chapter 12 romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12, um, I'm reading um, from verse 19. Uh, this is important. We had read 21 before, but let me read from 19 now. It said, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to rot. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will, I will repay says the lord therefore if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give him a drink for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good you see so don't 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 let malice don't let malice take over you don't let revenge the tendency to revenge don't let it take over you 
All right, number, number nine, be gracious. You know, let your heart be full of grace. You know, extend mercy to people. Extend grace. Give allowance. Don't be so uptight that you are, you know, you, 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 you judge, you, you cut. No, be, be gracious. Because if you, if you extend mercy, you will receive mercy. You know, the Bible says if you, if you give mercy, you will get mercy. So be gracious towards people. Uh, it gives people um, benefit of doubt. You know, don't always be vengeful. Don't always be hard. You know, no. Give, be gracious. And then number 10, the last one for today. Act to feel. Act to feel. I know you don't feel loving towards this person right now, but act it. And then you will start feeling loving. I know that your husband has been, you know, acting like a, you know, whatever. Act to feel. Start acting and then the feelings will come. He said, but I don't feel it. No, you have to act it and then you feel it. I don't feel loving towards him. Act loving and then the feeling will come. Understand that love is a decision. Love is a decision. So when you make the decision and act, then the feelings will follow. All right. These are the, the keys that you, you, you can employ and deploy to gain control of your emotions. Let me run through the list again. I gave you 10 points. Number one, pray. Focus, you know, on God. Pray. Walk in the spirit. Don't, don't allow the enemy push you into the flesh. Number two, avoid sharing your business with everybody. You know, don't open your mouth and, you know, you know, splatter your stuff everywhere. Number three, watch out for triggers. Be careful. Triggers that provoke negative emotions, be careful. Number four, do not fixate on wrong feelings. Or feelings of emotion, uh, uh, anger, feelings of fear, feelings of jealousy, feelings of loss. Don't fixate on wrong, emo wrong, wrong feelings or wrong emotions. Number five, do not return evil for evil. Number six, seek proper reconciliation. Number seven, pray and pray and pray some more. You know, when you're trying to get to reconciliation and it's not happening, resort to prayer. When you hit a, a curve in the road or a roadblock, resort to prayer. Number eight, reject on and avoid revenge and malice. Reject and avoid revenge and malice. Malice. Be gracious. Be gracious. And then number ten, act to feel. Well, thank you so much. Those are the the you know the little that I have to share for today. Uh, learn to manage your emotions. The God wants you to manage your emotions so that the purposes of God can be birthed through you. The enemy wants you to mismanage your emotions so he can hijack it and birth evil in the earth through you. Say no. You are a vessel in the hands of God. You are an instrument of righteousness. God's hand is upon you. Woman of God, you will birth the agenda of heaven. The, the purposes of God will come through to you and the earth will be a better place. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you next week, Thursday, for another edition of The Amazing Power of Woman. Good night and God bless. There is an old age saying, happy wife, happy life, that most of us have heard at least once that suggests that in order for the home to be balanced and stable or the marriage to thrive, the wife has to be happy. The question to ask is, what does it mean to be a happy wife? Does it seem rare to hear about a happy wife, a woman content and satisfied in her marriage? Are there any secrets to know how to make your household happy? 
The For Wives Only seminars, facilitated by Pastor Chooks and Toyino Goye, are seminars that seek to teach wives the secrets and weapons to use to achieve a happy and fulfilling marriage. Whether you are newly married or have been married for a while, these seminars are always insightful and beneficial to all wives. The format of these seminars are two powerful teaching sessions by Pastor Chooks Ogoye, which have intermittent breaks, then a question and answer segment, which wives get to have their questions answered, then of course, prayers for marriages. There are opportunities to schedule for marriage counseling with the pastors. The sessions are highly interactive as wives get to hear and learn from each other's journeys. Who is the seminar for? The seminar is for all married women as well as engaged soon-to-be-married ladies. Women who have a great and wonderful marriage, who are desirous of making it even better, are encouraged to attend. Women who are enduring their marriage and wanting out are highly encouraged to attend to find answers and tools to help them turn things around in their homes. Even single women who want to start preparing for life in marriage are